Hey again, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, and Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Good, good. Yourself? Oh, I'm doing quite lo- fetching. Thank you, Jimmy. Oh, well, what a lo- lovely day. It's 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 <laughs> it's cold out. This is the Weather Downton Abbey podcast. <laughs> you know what we ought to do one day for a whole episode? We ought to sing that song that's like controversial, that's like everybody's favorite Christmas song, and it ends up, it's about beating the crap out of your woman back in the 50s when that was like, you know, everybody was quite cool with that. What song was that? That, um, uh, it's cold outside. Oh, it wasn't about, I think it was more about forcing yourself on somebody. It was like, oh, okay. Hey, so it wasn't about beating up. It's, it's a me, it's a, it's a me too movement problem song. Well, it kind of is, you know, and it was on, my wife had, a had Christmas music on in the house the other day and that song was on and like she kept going, I really must go. And he'd say, yeah, but it's cold outside. And she'd say, yeah, but my dad's waiting by the door. And he's like, damn it. I said, it's cold outside. Now take your clothes off. I was like, wow, that, that escalated quickly. <laughs> um, so speaking of controversy, mm-hmm. how about Mr. One Javion Cohen and one coach Gus Malzahn having uh, a very drama-filled day. I don't know if Gus really did, but at least the moderators for one of the Auburn websites did because there was a big hullabaloo, kerfuffle, if you will, about whether or not Javion Cohen, who is now committed to the University of Alabama, as John Garcia told you he probably would be, and as everybody probably already knew that, um, and he's flipped his commitment from Auburn to Alabama. Everybody could see this coming, but the Auburn moderators made a big made a big deal out of saying that uh, that that he didn't have won't have scholarship papers available to him uh, yeah, from Auburn. Blown, you know what I mean? I, I agree. I mean, what I'm saying is uh, Alabama recruited just to name a name that immediately comes to mind, Carson Beck, the quarterback that's going to go to Georgia. He was committed to Alabama. He flipped to Georgia. We're not sending Carson Brook a letter of intent on signing day. Does that mean we pulled our offer? Every single kid we've offered, we must send them a letter of intent on signing day and the off chance they might sign with. That's not how it works. So what I don't understand from the story is – did Auburn, acting like a, a petulant third grader, say, oh, Alabama, fine. We'll tell you what, we withdraw our offer. You can't come to Auburn now, butthead, and then walked out the room. Or, more likely, the kid tells Auburn, hey, i uh, thought about this for a long time, flipping, going to Alabama, appreciate you recruiting me. Sorry, I changed my mind. Uh, feel bad about that, but Alabama's what's best for me and my family, so we'll be going to Alabama. Thank you for everything that uh, you've done for me. And Auburn said, well, if we can we change your mind? And when the kids said no, they said, all right, well, good luck in, uh, in Tuscaloosa. Bye. And then the media guys that cover football for Auburn, you know, when they talk to their sources and say, I mean, might he change his mind? Are you even going to send him a letter of intent on signing day? And when Auburn said, no, we're not, they just reported that. And it made it sound right. like Auburn revoked their offer when, when all they were saying is, no, we're not sending them a letter of intent. I mean, that's the way I, I interpret it. But then you see Javion's comments, and 
it seemed like he was directing them at Auburn and not, you know, beat writers. So I don't really know what to make of it. I just know well, I, I really think, don't care. <laughs> that, well, yeah, that's true. But I think what happens is the beat writers, for better or worse, and this goes for every team, become the face of the university. And so the the beat writer, if a beat writer comes out and says, well, hey, he did. you can't sign with Auburn because you don't have papers anyway. Um, he's And even if Auburn coaches were like, hey, that's kind of not – yeah, that's true, but we kind of didn't want it out like that. I would be shocked if the Auburn coaches were cool with just, hey, we're taking our papers and going home type attitude. I'd be kind of shocked about it because you still want to recruit Central Phoenix City probably. I mean, they got athletes on top of athletes. So – <clears throat> you, you know, wouldn't you want to do anything that's going to, you know, burn the bridges over there. I wouldn't think. But it, again, it probably is much ado about nothing. Um, but it was just for a while there. It had Twitter all a flutter because it, it did cause quite a stir. And Javion Cohen was sort of right in the middle of it, which I should say, too. I wish he just would have not had anything to say about. I mean, I know he probably did warm the hearts of some Alabama fans by saying, hey, look, Auburn doesn't appear to have any respect for me, and I no longer have respect for them. Um, but, you know, just, just stay may, out of it. may have been I mean, lashing out. I mean, what, what, it, I mean again, I, I don't know if he – it comes down to in terms of him being upset. Did something the Auburn coaches say or something he read on an Auburn right. website? Because that, that, right. that could be two entirely different things. Um, okay, but anyway, him as a prospect, I like him a lot. I mean, I know you like him. Yeah. You have him as, what, the number five prospect in the infamous Bullshit. Jimmy Stein Sweet 16. And, um, I mean, Super I, 16. Super 16. Oh, yeah. So what would I call it? Sweet 16? Sweet yeah, 16, okay, yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't need the Tuscaloosa News suing me. I got you. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think they're fine the with Super it. 16. You know, they can't have the McDonald's on, on McDowell's. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think he's very good, too. I think he is going to get a bump in the rankings. It sure sounds that way. It sounds like he's having a good Alabama-Mississippi All-Star week of practice. And that's something else I think we should talk about. You had a good post on Crimson Country Club, which we both are a part of. Uh, and, you know, go ahead. Just apropos of nothing, uh, that – site started in 2006 and we've been a part of that ever since it's been 13 years man that's a long time Lawrence McCrary props and props to Lawrence McCrary's wife who just got the Amazon small business woman of the year award and um well well deserved so anyway that that has nothing to do with anything just saying um I think he's going to get a bump in the rankings and uh, I think it'll be well-deserved. And I would like for you also talked about this. This is where I was going. I've sort of lost my train of thought. You had a post today about how there's not a lot of reporting from the Alabama Mississippi all-star practices. And that kind of doesn't make sense because they're kind of a big deal. They're a big deal to me. I mean, it yeah. be a big deal. To, I mean, you know, when covering high school football in Alabama is so hard. It's so vast. I mean, when you're talking about, how many hundreds of schools uh, from the tip of Gulf Shores to the tip of, of, of Huntsville, that's a lot of schools. And now, now because of the All-Star game, they've put basically all the best talent in Alabama in one place. seems to me everyone would flutter there. And really, I mean, you get a great evaluation when you watch Quindarius Robinson go up against, you know, 
an offensive line that, that is, is filled with kids that are headed to the SEC, like Cohen and the other tackle that's going to Kentucky. Uh, you, you know, uh, you, you put all those guys in one place, you can get a much, much better feel for how good these kids are going to be in college. And, uh, yeah, I, I, now there's been some. I've enjoyed the, the, the stories that I've read from Barton Simmons, who's one of the best in the business, Steve Wilkfong, who's also, you know, he, he's, he's really good as well. Uh, they've been there, and they've put out some stories, and I appreciate the work they've done on it. I would just assume or hope there would be a lot more coverage than that. Uh, it is it again. They, there are some reports, but they they like you said, they just seem so few and far between. And maybe there's just not a lot to say um, because it, this thing is. Look, we all it, it is great, and I love the event, and I've called it for many years. I'm not calling it this year, but I've called it for many years. I, I, I assume I'll be calling it next year, which will have a great class. But um, there are some guys missing. Chris Abrams, Drain won't be playing. Uh, Roy Dale Williams won't be Cause playing because injury, because uh, of injury, or you know, or and things like that. I mean, it's not because they weren't selected; it is because of injury. Um, who else? Robbie Ashford won't be playing. So there the occasionally you know when guys like that do end up dropping out for injury or for whatever reason it does it takes a tiny bit of the luster off but I still love it and every year it's so much fun and I think you can really tell a lot about some of these guys uh Chris Jones who was unbelievable at the Alabama Mississippi All-Star game of course still kicking ass for the Kansas City Chiefs uh Rashawn Evans was fantastic in this game won the MVP um obviously he's with the Titans one guy who I thought really kicked a lot of ass in this game was um Ben Davis and of course it hadn't translated yet maybe it will next year but anyway uh, AJ Brown had a big game DK Metcalf both had big games uh in the, in this in this contest in Hattiesburg a few years ago so anyway I, I do wish there was some more information out there about it um is there anything you you do know about the contest that you can let us know about uh, I mean, not not uh, not in particular. Nothing that hasn't been reported. I haven't spoken to anyone off record of of who's been at the practices. I just know just from my own interpretation and reading the work of of of, of Barton Simmons. Them, I do know Javion Cohen has 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 played well there. I think a big star uh, in this game is E.J. Williams, uh, who's going to go to Clemson. He's probably the best skill position kid on the field in the game for Alabama. I think Alabama's really good on defense. I'll be surprised if Mississippi scores at all or uh, scores, uh, you know, I expect them to score very little. The Alabama defense uh, is is by far, of the four units that are going to be put on the field uh, for Mississippi and Alabama, the best unit is the Alabama defense. I would be really surprised if, if it's high scoring or if Mississippi manages you know more than 17 20 points uh that 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 sounds about about all you might be able to get against that 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 group especially the front seven that linebacker group is really really good um but uh yeah um looking forward to it not sure about the television end of it not sure if i can watch it or if i'll be reading about it but uh yeah a little disappointing we haven't seen more coverage just yet because because it is a big deal um yeah, and Jackson Bratton apparently is doing really okay. well. I know Bart, he Barton Simmons. You know, he's, he's under, you know, it's so, you know, you kind of pick your words carefully. It's so, it's so typical for kids like Jackson Bratton to be underrated by fans. It is. That kid can play. He can flat out play. I mean, he, he is not at Alabama, uh, the University of Alabama, for any reason other than 
He's a good football player, and if you don't believe me, watch. And you're right. You do have to parse your words here because, I mean, look at Pete. I mean, the first thing you think of is uh, is the stereotypical. Well, he's probably just solid fundamentally or whatever. But he's really athletic and he's very fast and he's quick. And I think we're getting to a point. For a while, those stereotypes were spot on. Let's let's call a spade a spade. But I think we're getting to a point where. They, they, you know, you're seeing stereotypes be redefined in a sense. I mean, you're seeing guys like Johnny Manziel or guys like Deshaun Watson, who, you know, you, you used to think, well, guys like Deshaun Watson, they're just super athletic and, you know, or Lamar Jackson in the NFL. My God. I mean, what, is, what can't he do? I mean, he's incredible. Um, and he's smart to boot. And he, he's not just smart on the field. He is really smart in, in the press conference. I mean, he every time I watch a press conference, is it's just awesome. And um, so I think people will look at Jackson Bratton and think, first of all, uh, you know, okay, well, this is uh, – Jennings Hester or Hester Jennings. I've I've always gotten that mixed up all over again, but it's not. It's Jackson Bratton's going to play and play a lot. I think Jackson Bratton's going to be a hell of a player for Alabama. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's he's, he's not one. I would I would I do not rank him among our best ten guys. You know that are a, a part of the the commitment list so far. We got twenty four guys committed. I wouldn't say that Jackson Bratton is one of the ten best, uh, but I will say that he he's solid. He's not one I worry about. He's not one that I go, gosh, why did we waste a spot on this guy? That no. I've, uh, I liked it the day committed, never wavered, good, solid prospect. Uh, it's hard to start it. I want to say, hey, this is a kid that's going to be a two-year starter or more. I want to say that because I think he's that level of player. I think he can be that good. But at Nick Saban's Alabama, that's sort of tough to predict because Alabama sent so many freaks. I, I can't sit here and tell you, oh, he's going to be a two- or three-year starter. And in the meantime, uh, you know, kids like Rolando McLean and Dante Hightower show up again. Uh, so, That's right. Uh, but but is Jackson Bratton good enough to be a, a potential multi-year starter at Nick Saban's Alabama? Yeah, yeah, he is. Um, Jimmy, I think that you should treat yourself to the meal you deserve, and have your favorite. Yeah, you should have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. I should. I should. Right now, our listeners can get five dollars off their first order of fifteen dollars or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code Locked On. Listening on the go? If you can't visit DoorDash right now, you can find this and all other offers from Locked On sponsors at LockedOnPodcast.com backslash offers. And while you're getting your DoorDash, check out Spotify Wrapped. If you're a Spotify listener, use Spotify Wrapped to show us your top Locked On podcast for the year. Take a screenshot and tag us at Locked On Live and at Locked On Bama on Twitter and we will share and retweet. Uh, so Jimmy, let's take a little different approach here because again, we hadn't really gotten into any bold practice or bold prep. What is your favorite? And I, you might not even have a whole list of bowls in front of you, but what is your favorite non Alabama, non college football playoff bowl game this year? What, what game do you say? Okay. I'm watching that one. And Alabama's not in it. And I assume we can't count the playoff. Yeah, that's because I just said those two things. Yeah, okay, well, I'm trying to reset my head. 
couldn't yeah, properly just, go over the you pre-production just repeated script. what I said. Yeah, I didn't read the pre-production script <laughs> as carefully as I should have. Uh, I would say, um, I have a, a selfish, stupid answer and a real answer. My real answer is probably. I got a good one for you. Isn't, uh, isn't Tennessee playing Indiana? Yes. Uh, I, I'm really intrigued. I think I think that matchup, assuming both teams come to play, and I bet they do, both teams will be excited about being there. Uh, I think that game more than any other will tell us a lot about the SEC versus the Big Ten because – here we have two very similarly situated teams. The Big Ten team has the better record than the SEC team. But the SEC team has a perceived talent advantage. So I'm very interested. I'm very interested in that matchup. Uh, I, I think it just tells us a lot about where both leagues are. So that's one I pick out in terms of what I think is going to be interesting. My other answer is slightly more ridiculous, isn't um, I think Central Michigan is playing Utah State December 21st. And while that sounds crazy, I'll be at the Holy MR. hell, how did you even know that? Is that true? I'm looking. First of all, it's yeah. not. It's Utah State against Kent State. Against Kent State. And Central Michigan plays at about the same San Diego time. State. San Diego State on the 21st. Is Utah State versus Kent State on the 20th? On the 20th. On the 20th, okay. I can tell you're really excited about it. Well, I mean, I kind of had a general idea of who was playing (laughs) because I'll be at the the in-laws that day. uh, Oh, oh, you're just looking for an excuse to get out of the room. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm saying I will watch on the uh, 21st, which is the first full day of bowls. The 20th, there are games, and there's two games. There's one on the the afternoon of the 20th and the night of the 20th. That's the first bowl games. And then there's bowl games pretty much all day on the 21st. And they hardly feature any name teams. But I'm really looking forward to it because it's the first bowl games, and I'm sitting on the couch, and I am watching every single one of them. It it might be the only time during the bowl season that I get to watch every single one of them. So I'm looking forward to it for that reason. But I found a reason when I was going through the list of games the other day, like, okay, what games am I going to be watching the 20th and the 21st all day long? and kind of come up with a reason. But, you know, I'm rooting for Coach Mack in the Central Michigan game. I'm very interested in seeing quarterback Jordan Love for Utah State again. He is a a potential first-round pick in the NFL draft. Uh, I think Boise State plays Washington in what amounts to the game of the day on the 21st. And while that – you know, Washington's had better years, it's certainly a good talent matchup. That that game could go either way. Washington's underperformed. They're also playing in the last game for Chris Peterson against what we know is a top 25 Boise team. So there's a a few games that opening weekend I'm looking forward to just because I know I'll be watching. And, hey, I look forward to these bowls. I know a lot of people make fun of these lesser-known bowls featuring these group of five teams. But, uh, uh, you know, I might join in some joke making, but you know what I'm doing? Watching and enjoying them. No, I, I agree with you. I will say um, that that game being in Las Vegas and Chris Peterson last game against his former team is is pretty cool. Uh, I do like that that call. I re- I'm looking forward to Oregon Wisconsin because I think those are two squads 
that will show up to play in the Rose Bowl. I think yeah. they will show up, and I think Justin Herbert will play. Um, I think I hope Jonathan Taylor will play. And assuming that both of them do, you've got two Heisman quality guys. I mean, they'll probably both finish in the top ten of the Heisman voting. And um, you know, really, then you got two programs that they're going to be looking to make a statement. So I think that's kind of cool to have a, a, a game like that that'll matter. It just juxtaposed against um, the Florida-Virginia game, which I think is going to be sort of, oh, Jesus. I mean, I mean, I, yeah, I'm going to watch it, but I'm only watching it out of loyalty to the sport. I'm not watching it because I'm genuinely excited. Um, but meanwhile, I'll tell you what pisses me off about the bowl season is they had a chance here. All right, Oklahoma State is playing Texas A&M in Houston. Meanwhile, Texas is playing Texas is playing Utah at the Alamo Bowl. Why not make it Texas, Texas AM? I mean, you could have done it. Yep. And just and Utah, Oklahoma State. I mean, look, I th- Utah, Oklahoma State is two ranked teams. That's a better matchup. And like Texas, that. Texas AM is historically a great rivalry. That's a better matchup. That's where I think these bowl games missed the boat. Um and I I oh, love boy. bowl season. A lot of people don't. But I think that this is where the tie-ins and the and the slotting gets really crappy for bowl season. I wish that I, I personally would prefer to have a few less bowls and have the bowls just they get the highest whoever they want to bid on to come in. You know, if they want to bid on Alabama and Michigan to come in, you know, and if it's in New Mexico, okay, and they they want to pay Alabama and Michigan enough, let them do it. And then that all of a sudden that bowl becomes pretty damn sexy. Um, but, and I think that would cull some of the lesser known bowls, which I'm not necessarily against them. I'm just saying, I think it would cull some of them. And I think that uh, it would also give you better matchups because instead of Notre Dame, Iowa state, which Iowa state should be rewarded for a pretty good season, but why couldn't you do shoot? I, I tell you what would even be better. I, I would have preferred Memphis and Penn's, excuse me, Memphis and Notre Dame and Iowa State and Penn State. I would have preferred that uh, because Penn State and and Iowa State, that seems like, okay, that's about where those two teams have been all year. And Memphis, give them a chance against, you know, one of the top three preeminent names in college football. And, uh, and they're ranked 17 and 15. I just think, it, you know, there, there are ways to make this bowl season better. Um, if everybody were just to get together, but I know that the the conferences enjoy the uh, the automatic payouts and the whatever. A and M Oklahoma but... State's a pretty good game, though. You know, one thing, but you know, A and M's had one of the most difficult schedules I've ever seen. It has to have been one of the most difficult schedules in the history of college football. And uh, and they're finally playing a good team. I mean, there's no doubt Oklahoma State's a good college football team. A and M's finally playing a good team they can beat instead of a yeah. really good team. Hardly anyone can beat. Right. So I think if I'm A&M, I get excited about, hey, we get to prove that even though we lost all these games to these crazy good teams, we're actually pretty good. Yeah. I think that's a, it's a good place for them. I just feel like how much more intriguing would the game be if it were Texas? Do you uh, I agree a million percent in terms of uh, fan interest and, and the public's interest and in, and maybe they should do that, particularly in what you describe isn't isn't much of a reach. I mean, it's not like 
Texas deserves a far greater bowl than they would get for playing A and M, and vice versa. And Utah, I mean, it's not like you're screwing either one of those teams out of a bigger bowl or bigger payday. I mean, they all belong in bowls similarly situated against each other. Yeah, and see, that's what even is weirder to me. That's why it must have been political to some degree, because Texas Tech's A and M seem much more on par with one another, and Oklahoma State and Utah are both in the top 25, so therefore they are more on par with one another. It makes sense for the matchups to be swapped. And they're bo- and both games are in Texas. It's not like A&M is saying, oh, well, you know what, we really want to go to Miami. And Texas is like, well, that's fine with us because we're playing our bowl game in Los Angeles. No, they're both in Texas already. Just let them do it. And the, the crowd for the, either the Alamo Bowl or the, uh, the bowl in Houston that, that, that A&M's playing in, the, the crowd would have been astronomical. It would have been awesome. And so uh, I, th- I just think they kind of missed the boat. So Saturday, Jimmy, Alabama basketball travels to Penn State, a Penn State team that just beat Maryland. Now, they did get waxed by Ohio State not long ago, but this Penn State squad is good. I mean, they are definitely going dancing when it comes March time. So this is going to be yet another tough ball game for our beloved Crimson Tide. Yeah, uh, whoever set the schedule up for Alabama uh, really hates Alabama. I'm, 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 at this point, my chief suspect is Bruce Pearl. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the, the schedule is impossible. I mean, it, and, I mean, it's just great. Every single team Alabama's playing in the non-conference so far has been good, every, like every one of them. And it, it's no shame at all. Even for, Let's just say Alabama was a great team, definitely headed to the NCAA tournament. It would still be no shame to lose this Penn State game. I mean, they beat Maryland. They're number four in the country. Uh, gosh, what a tough schedule. Now, that said, I think Alabama's playing much better as of late. And, and, and the way Alabama puts up shots and plays at a quick pace, I don't rule out uh, a, a, a win. I mean, I, I think it's. I think it's a game that can be won. Uh, I don't think it's an impossible setup for Alabama. Just an extremely difficult one, made even more difficult by the fact that Alabama is just not really at full strength. Uh, we know about the season-ending injuries to to Gary and and, and Rojas and 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 then Quinterly not being eligible. But on top of that, Beetle Bolden's hurt. Herb Jones is hurt. Alex Reese is hurt. So. Uh, Gosh, uh, tough, tough assignment. Uh, Penn State's a, a very good team. It's probably the best Penn State team, and you know, who knows how long. But uh, a good opportunity. Uh, you win a game like this, and uh, man, it, it's it's quite the boost to your resume. So uh, I look forward to watching Alabama give it a shot. Yeah, that one's going to be Saturday at 11 o'clock, and I think the Alabama-Mississippi All-Star game is Saturday at noon, and I have not been able to find anybody who can tell me what TV station the Alabama-Mississippi All-Star game is on. Do you know? I do not know, nor have I. I haven't really looked into it either. So, But uh, um, I'll tell you what, on tomorrow's uh, you know, uh, Friday show, or, or the next show we do, uh, we, will, next uh, we, will effort, we will effort to find this out. Or we'll tweet. Follow, follow, uh, follow our Twitter handles and we'll – Put it on there. Locked on Bama at LJS Law 
at LS Robinson 21. You can follow all three of them. Please do. Um, yeah, we'll tweet it out because this is actually Friday's show. We're taping it on Thursday, but it is actually Friday's show. Yeah. So find, um, us on, find us on Twitter. We'll let you know. Uh, we'll find out for you. Uh, we didn't do a review of any of the Alabama players in the NFL this week, but Derrick Henry had another big day. Uh, Josh Jacobs was out, but he apparently is going to be back in for this game coming up this weekend. He's a lot of fun to watch run. Um, and is there any other news that you know of right now for, about any of the juniors potentially coming back? I mean, everybody's uh, I still have, you know, questioning. A guess. I just have a guess. I mean, I mean, and, and this literally is – I mean, no, here's the thing. No one knows. No one knows because the deadline isn't to the 21st. Let's say, for instance, I mean, this is what kind of irks me about this and makes me want to scream a little bit, even though, you know, I don't have enough energy to do that. But a kid could walk into Nick's office today, just pick any of them out, Najee Harris. Najee Harris walks into Nick's office. Coach, I've given long, hard thought to all this, looked at a bunch of information, talked to my family. Guess what? I'm coming back. I want to play football at Alabama next season. Coach Saban goes, that's just great, hugs the kid, tells him uh, you made a great decision, son. Can't wait to see you carry the ball for us next year. Uh, get ready for ball practice. It starts in three days. Let's go beat Michigan. And, and, and Najee practices, and then we go and we beat Michigan, and Najee rushed over 160 yards. And then the day before the, the deadline, he uh, texts Nick Saban and says, change my mind, headed to the NFL. Thanks, Coach. So what did we do for the last 30 days? We celebrated over nothing because it's nothing is official. Nothing is official. Whether a kid has specifically looked Nick in his face and said, I'm staying, that doesn't mean he's staying. Not for sure. I mean, it's just not I, – I, I, I just don't see how why we'd have to celebrate twice. I'm, I'm basically – now, it's case-by-case case basis, but I'm basically withholding all celebration until the deadline, until we know who's leaving and who's coming back by the deadline, not by speculation. I don't know why our fans love reading this speculation. It doesn't mean anything. But if you all just want guesses, if you're like, yeah, 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 we know all that, just tell us what you guess. Uh, I think Najee's leaving. I think Judy's leaving. I think Terrell Lewis is leaving. I think Jed Wills is leaving. And I think the other six big-time juniors may all come back. And I said may. They may all come back. Ruggs, Devontae, Tua, Leatherwood, Dylan Moses, Xavier McKinney. I think they may all come back, or they are all seriously considering coming back. That That's where I think it is today, and all of that means absolutely nothing. Yeah, that's you're absolutely right, because if, if Najee Harris were to go out against Michigan and have 250 yards rushing and – and uh, every NFL scout there were just drooling over him and throwing the underwear at him. Uh, do, do they do that? Well, I mean, do you think it's like is it a concert? Is it like a concert? Because Najee could get a call that says, "Hey, remember me, Agent Ron? Oh yeah, I remember you. Remember how I met you back in December and I said if you sign with my firm, I'll give you fifteen thousand up front. Yeah, well, you just rushed two hundred fifty yards against Michigan. I'll give you a hundred thousand up front." And Najee's right. like, "Well, guess I'm going pro." So, I mean, you could, I mean, could I mean, absolutely just, not blame him. Yeah, I mean, that's just kind of how this works. I mean, so that's why I'm, I'm just not going to get super excited too soon over this. We'll see uh, when the deadline gets here, and that's when we'll know. I mean, that's when we'll know. I mean, you'd only get super excited if you were using blue shoes. 
Is it, are you going to do a read-in, or are you just stating? No, that? I just. No, I'm just. <laughs> I don't have to do a live read for that one today. As I'm just <laughs> stating a fact. I, this this I was agree. a bonus for Blue Chew. I agree. Oh, I agree, and, and and I agree. Quality product. DoorDash too. DoorDash and Spotify Wrapped. I mean, they're all oh, man Love manscaped. Love me some Spotify. I have a little Spotify party sometimes. I just pour a drink and hit the Spotify, and it's it's a party. I mean, I'm the only one there, but that's typical of most of my parties. As long as you're not the only one there with your blue shoe, I think everything's cool. Um, all right, well, that's going to do that's going to do it for this week of Locked On Bama. We will be back Monday. We'll be talking Alabama Mississippi wrap up. I mean, hopefully, we'll cut the thing on on Sunday, so we'll it'll be fresh on our minds. And so Monday morning, you'll have a good wrap up. I may even put it out Sunday afternoon, and we'll also be talking Alabama Penn State and. Uh, Maybe we'll have some news on some other crap. Who knows? It's, it's crazy, news wild, and woolly out there. News on crap, man. News on crap. At Locked on Crap. Um, all right, buddy. Roll Tide. Roll Tide, everybody.